the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The information on this show is not intended to be the primary basis for investment decisions and should not be used to provide financial advice. Please obtain the guidance of a financial professional regarding your particular financial concerns. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. This program reflects the views of Arif Halabi, California Insurance License 0B93792 of TFS Financial Insurance Services. TFS Financial Insurance Services, California Insurance License Number 0F22477, provides retirement income strategies using insurance and annuity products, which are guaranteed by the claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Hey, welcome to the program. Thanks for being with me. I appreciate you tuning in. Hey, listen, this is the total financial hour. I'm not sure if you uh, if you know what we talk about, but it's helping you get out of debt, manage money, plan for your future, kind of live a fruitful retirement, live a life that gives you, I think, the opportunity to have some or or part of your future where you are I don't know, making a difference. I, I don't want you to be those one of those folks that, that sit home and begin to isolate. That's, that's why the danger of this COVID hypocrisy, this COVID exaggeration that's happening is so real to seniors because many people already isolated themselves and now they scared the daylights out of you so you can't Walk, talk, see anybody, your grandchildren, everybody's, imagine somebody who's already at 96% oxygen intake, right? And now you put a mask on them and they don't get around and their cardiovascular is not the same. And now you have grandparents that can't breathe or are so uncomfortable that they're not going to go anywhere where they have to wear a mask. And the isolation begins. That's really why my, my point is a lot of people are vacationing, traveling, or even moving to red states. States that are a little bit more common sense oriented, whether it be, you know, the Floridas or the Mississippis, maybe even the Arizonas, places where the logic behind the lockdowns and what, listen, if you should wear a mask, wear a mask. If you don't want to, don't. It, it should be fairly obvious if people choose to do it or not to do what I don't want it to do. What I don't want to happen in your retirement life is for you to be somebody who's created this isolation. So we are seeing it. So what can you do to enjoy retirement? What can you do to enjoy this part of your life? Because remember, it was just 15 days to flatten the curve. Remember, you gave the, the Democrat politicians an inch and they took a mile. Months, seven, eight, nine months, 10 months into this. Now, what is this? Flatten the curve turned into what? Flatten my finances? Flatten my social life? Flatten my economy? I mean, I don't know. What is it? It truly became an opportunity to have the worst run presidential campaign in history, have any semblance of traction or hope at all. And it came from the abuse of the COVID situation and the scaring the heck out of all of you guys. That's that's I mean that's what happened. We know that. This will go down in history 
as one of the most unfair, manipulative, if you will, fraudulent elections, right? When you have places in Detroit, Michigan voting 95, 98%, what is it? Even in places where elections are, you're required by law to, to vote. I didn't know this. Australia, you're required by law to vote. It is against the law to not vote. You have to have such an enormous uh, explanation and reason that people vote. And even then, they didn't get enough. uh, They didn't get the same percentage of votes as they did in Detroit. Surprise. Yeah, those folks had nothing better to do but to go vote. Uh, Listen, something is wrong somewhere. I don't know. You have to figure it out. But your retirement life is going to suffer, whether it's under you know one administration or another, whether it's the, the COVID scare, whether it's King Fauci making decisions and changing his mind every other week, whether it's the hypocrisy of Gavin Newsom. You, you've made, we made this pretty clear, guys. If the politicians really believed the Gavin Newsoms, the Nancy Pelosi's, the uh, Chicago, Lori Lightfoot, if they really believed that this was as serious as far as contagious and deadly as it is, that they say it is, then why would Gavin Newsom go to a restaurant? Why, why would he be around 12 people that are not in his household? Why would he be able to pass a law? If he believed this, he would say, listen, I'm playing Russian roulette tonight, but it's worth it. He didn't look stressed out at all. So that's why I'm saying I'm going to play pretend for a minute and think that they believe it. But then why would Nancy Pelosi walk into a hair salon and get her hair done without a mask? Did she think she was going to? She is, you know what, in her 80s, she is the person who is uh, most susceptible with her, her pre-Parkinson's or whatever her jittery things are, right? the tremors, her age her activity level. And yet she felt that she was willing to put her health in her hands to get her hair done. Now, now do you understand why a lot of us that are, are cynics of this whole thing, we said, wait a second. How do they get to live life? How do they get to have a retirement? How do they get to have a vacation? How does uh, Diane Feinstein get to walk through Uh, an airport, a private, because remember, she's worth about a half a billion dollars. Yeah, Diane Feinstein, over $500 million is her net worth. So she flies private. She She would never fly with you or me. Come on now. And yet, she chooses not to wear a mask. Listen, I don't think you should have to wear a mask, but that's my choice. So why would she, on the other side, Make you. You see, they don't believe it. It's political theater. So how are you supposed to live in retirement? How are you supposed to enjoy your life? I've got some great solutions for you. Some of the very first things you should do when you retire. This is important. I want you to think about moving. Now, listen, I I don't want you to move. I, I, I like you. I want you to stay here and have fun. This is where your friends and family, but that's not what's happening anymore. Younger people are saying, I cannot create a lifestyle of any quality. Of any of any substance here in the Southern California area. So what do they do? They pick up and they move. 
So the young people are going, and guess who they take with them? Their grandchildren. And you know that grandchildren are a lot more important, a lot more special, I guess, in that world. That's where you want to spend your time and your money. They're the cutest in the story. And so for you to go and spend time with your grandkids, you have to jump on a plane. You have to do the FaceTime or the Zoom. If you want to be part of that community or that household, you often follow them. So maybe you you had to work near a big city because that's where your career was, or you had to work in a certain part of the country because that's where the company moved. Except today, now you have a chance to move anywhere, especially because you have the privilege of selling property here in Southern California that is often in the higher end, and you have some profits. So listen, I don't want you to take 100% of the amount that you make from your home here and buy a house cash somewhere else. I mean, maybe that's the right thing to do, but it should. we should let the math decide. So what are some of the math problems? Simple. What are the guaranteed sources of income? What are your guaranteed pension, social security? What happens if one of you passes away? What is the reduction in benefits, if any? What are your guaranteed annuity payments? What are your retirement accounts that have guarantees? That's what we do. Total Financial Solutions, TFS Financial Insurance Services, that's what we do. I'm not going to try to get you 20% returns. Any, any financial professional who says they're going to make you rich, that's not what I'm going to do. One, I would say, well, why are you still working? And first, I want to see your mom and dad. If, if you think you can run around and make people rich, Mr. Mrs. Financial Person, I'd like to meet your parents because you better have made them rich first. Otherwise, you're a son of a gun. And then you made yourself rich. That's fine. And now you do this for fun. Great. Now I want to talk about my wealth. But that's not what we do. Our job is to keep you from being broke. It's to give you uh, reliable retirement income, something that never goes away. Add that into the mix. Add that in with your social security checks, your pension, maybe rental property. And then there's a formula. And maybe the formula is 15, 1-5, 15 or 20%, something like that, of your income. And then we solve backwards. That is your house payment. And so we work with your financial advisors. We work with whoever you have as a tax preparer or a CPA in that role. And then we say, listen, if this is the number you're trying to get, uh, let's check with the loan broker uh, person and say, hey, what? How much of a, of a loan can they get? Oh, they can have a loan of $260,000, but the home they want is five hundred and sixty. dollars Great. Then we put down $300,000. What is the rest of the money designed to do? It's designed to be there to live, to travel, maybe to give a pre-inheritance to your children or grandchildren, maybe to sit on boards for nonprofits and help them with, with donations, with philanthropic programs. It gives you that extra uh, security. Because remember, the money coming in each and every month, because interest rates are so low, we can predict what that payment will be. A lot of people say, I don't want a payment. 30 years from now, I'm going to be dead. Well, it doesn't matter with the house payment. 30 years from now, you're going to be dead anyway. (laughs) I want you to enjoy life between now and then. And you can't take a piece of drywall with your home being paid off, and that's where all your cash is. You can't take some drywall to the grocery store. You can't take the front door and say, I'm going to take this and buy an airline ticket for a cruise 
or, or a trip around the world, you're not able to do that. So what do you have to do? You have to have cash. You have to have money. So the idea of using all of your money to, you, to use as a down payment or, or a complete payment, let's pay off the house, is not my first choice. Even if you have a substantial amount of income, even if you have a substantial amount of assets, why? Well, because money is free. 3%, 2.8, 3.2. The interest rates on, on money is barely inflation. And it's really the difference, which is called the lifestyle. I want the quality of life between now and the time you pass away or, or you're incapacitated. I want that to be enjoyable. It's all already uh, enough to look at your, your, uh, uh, you know, your date book. So many people look at you. What, what do you got planned? Well, I got my hair appointments, and then you have doctor visits, and then specialist, and then another test, and then the pharmacy, and then my nails, and then doctor. I, I want you to have part of that calendar, that schedule, to be living, whether it's yoga classes or swim exercise, sitting in a chair watching whatever's on television or sitting on a chair and looking at that little five-inch screen in front of you called your telephone and playing some random games. Guys, that is not life. And, and we will use our weaknesses, our fears. COVID is around the corner. It's going to get you. You watch out. And you have a 99.997% chance of living. <laughs> what? If you had a 99.997 chance of dying from COVID, I, I would say, well, we're going to live differently because that's, a, that's almost a for sure thing. That is better odds than Las Vegas. And people go to Vegas all day long. People go to gambling casinos all day long. Okay, I got it that there's entertainment value. But you're not doing it to win because you know the odds. Why are people so familiar with the odds when it comes to gambling, but when it comes to the COVID thing? And if you look at the screen, why is it that some of the television uh, and website for the news stations? What do you notice that's missing? That's right. The COVID countdown. Have you not seen the conspiracy or whatever word you want to use? How every time you turned around, they were trying to scare the daylights out of you. COVID is around the corner. Here it comes. Watch out. Yes, people get sick. Yes, it's the flu. Yes, it's horrible. If you have the flu, you don't go visit grandma in the nursing home or uncle in the hospital. You didn't do that before. I just want you to, to shake off some of this craziness, shake off some of this fear and enjoy life. And if it means picking up and moving, then you pick up and move. You go to a place where your grandchildren are, if that's where you get your, your joy. Or where you can live a better life. Where the crime is different. Where you don't have to have walls and fences and gates. Where you can walk down the street and not worry about homeless people harassing you. Wouldn't that be nice? Oh yeah, that's called the rest of America. Minus the big cities, of course. And soon they're going to be lifting COVID. What a great idea. Imagine that. You could actually travel the world. You could actually see different parts of the country 
and eventually this COVID mess will be lifted up. We think it's fairly political. As soon as there's a vaccine, any semblance of making them look like they're not politically motivated. Okay, there's a vaccine. Let's open up everything. They're going to do that very quickly. You know, the chance of Gavin Newsom appointing himself senator is real. The chance of Gavin Newsom. Why? Because he's not about you. He isn't. He's about himself. He's always been about himself. That's why he can go to the restaurant. That's why he can sit in front of you on television. Did you see him lie? Well, we were outdoors. We were outdoors. And then he's going to take personal responsibility. What the heck does that mean? I take responsibility. Do you get spanked? I take personal responsibility. I'm going to dock my pay and sit in the corner for three minutes. And then I'm going to come out and pick up trash on the freeway for two days. What the heck is that? Personal responsibility. And you guys buy it. You go along and say, yo, look at that. What a, what a man. That, that's, a, that's an honorable person. Or you could say, like I go, um, sir, I'm not sure what that means, personal responsibility, but I don't see that in your face. You were calculated. You got in the car. You drove there. You looked around. You were inside. You knew it from the word go. And you had the, the arrogance to go inside. And believe it or not, Lori Lightfoot, Chicago mayor, well, I'm a public figure. Of course, I got to get my hair done. Uh, excuse me? Diane Feinstein. Well, you know, I'm older. It's difficult to breathe with a mask. So, you know, I was walking. And by walking from here to there, it was difficult to breathe with a mask. So I took my mask off. What? You're the only one who has difficulty breathing? <laughs> you're the only one who wants to get your hair done? You're the only one who wants to eat at French Laundry? All right, one of the nicer. And when he shuts down half of the state, do you realize he did not shut down the county that has his bar and has his winery? So when I grew up, if we made a mistake like that, uh, they, would sh- they would say shame on you, right? That was something that, that how we would be disciplined. There's even an Arabic term, right? My dad even knew how to tell us shame on you in Arabic. We knew what it is. Because when you made a mistake, you felt shame. You, you felt guilt. Do, do you think any of these Democrat politicians have shame? Do you think any of them? Right, the governor? Northam of Virginia? plays Requires you to play by the rule of blackface and KKK and saying words where it's okay to, to have children born and then kill them afterwards. Not me saying it, folks. Look at the radio interview. It was videotaped. He said it because he's, quote, a doctor. So it's okay for him to have parents make a decision to terminate a pregnancy after the child is born. Uh, that's called murder. Thank you for playing. After, after the child is born. And then there wasn't shame like, oh, I can't believe I said that. I'm so bad. I'm going to go to a retreat. I'm going to try to figure out this, uh, why I felt like I deserved this uh, to get my hair done, why I felt that it's okay to talk about, but zero shame. You're going to have to figure this out because I'm telling you, you're not going to see a retirement life that gives you peace of mind because you're not going to be able to talk. You're going to have to be reformed. You have to go to these reform schools. Have you seen what's taken place in New York City? 
right? Once a beautiful city. In fact, I really enjoyed New York. I really enjoyed San Francisco the first couple times I went. The last time, you walk through New York City, and you know what you saw? They left, the, I'm sorry, uh, San Francisco. I, I walk by off of Knob Hill. There's a, a, a nice hotel, I think the Ritz, right next door to it, right across the street. People using the restroom. And what I saw was some, quote, honorable citizen leaving food like for a cat in styrofoam containers. Like, can you explain to me why that is honorable, why that's decent to allow somebody to shoot heroin right next to me, uh, next to the trash can? And then we leave food out like it's like it's a wild, feral animal. And then folks walk by and they say, well, you know, that's just uh, too bad for that fella. Or you could say something like, oh, I got an idea. Maybe we should make a difference here. Maybe the person is not in their right mind, and we have to make a difference. Instead, the ACLU sues Ronald Reagan in the 60s, who was governor of California. And when the ACLU threatened lawsuits and they went after Ronald Reagan, said, you can't house people even though they're, they're uh, you know, dirty and, and they're, they're unhealthy, mentally challenged, drugs, right? PCP was big. Heroin was still around coming back. And what happened, ACL sues in the 60s. And Ronald Reagan says, all right, we give, open the doors. And they created the 5150 rule, which is basically this. You have to be a danger to yourself or others or gravely ill and unable to care for yourself. Well, that leaves a fairly wide opening. And so, hence, we have Haiti along the side of the 5 and the 405 freeway. We have the 110 freeway that looks like uh, Bangladesh or, or the slums of India. Listen, I'm not talking, the people are amazing people, beautiful people. In fact, the food is incredible. But when you have such de- depths of poverty, and, and that's now your retirement life. Now, now suddenly people say, oh, well, you know, uh, look, when I was a Los Angeles policeman, I used to give a neighborhood watch and community watch com- uh, meetings. And then we would talk to people, and they would have different things that they would say and ask questions. And they would always say, you know, we live in a good part of the city. Okay, yeah. We live in the valley. The valley's not the same as downtown. Okay. And in my career, my near 11-year 11 uh, career with the police department, Los Angeles Police Department, I saw us go from people saying we live in a good part of the city to a reasonable part of the neighborhood to all of a the sudden they live. Well, our street is pretty good. We, we live in a good street. I said, oh, my gosh. Now what? Now people are talking about, well, at least there's no homeless people going to the bathroom outside of my front gate. Yeah, but at the end of the block, there's six houses, uh, uh, six, uh, you know, tents. And, you know, as a former assistant scoutmaster, scout leader for Boy Scouts, some of the young men, we struggled to get decent tents and backpacks and camping equipment. And some of these homeless people, I know what the cost of these tents are, hundreds of dollars. To any of these uh, camping outfitter stores, some of these tents, you guys, are two, three, five, six hundred dollar $600 tents. And a Boy Scout who works his tail off can't, can't do any kind of uh, purchase of this. And you know that nobody's given these tents out, you know, for a cost. 
They're just donating. They just drive by and roll them off the back of a pickup truck like it's hay feeding cows in the pasture. They roll off all, all sorts of these kind of behind-the-scenes feeding of the, uh, of the masses. And you guys nod, drive around. Well, listen, hey, if you're retired and you want to do something about it, get involved. But go to a place where you can get involved. It's often not Los Angeles. I'm sorry. I think California is lost. Unless it decides to split, and it's not north and south, guys. Go to newcalifornia.com or newcalifornia.org. I'm not sure, but check out New California. There's a map there. It's Consider it like a little C and a big C, where it's coastal counties from San Francisco down to Los Angeles and then the rest of the, uh, the, rest of the state. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's not going to become two states and it will have to collapse. Because I'm pretty confident California will not survive the next five years. All right, let me give you the number again. Stay with me. We've got some great information on things that you can do for hobbies and education in retirement, especially during this COVID time. 888-99-RETIRE. That's 888-997-3847. The Total Financial Hour, TFS Financial Insurance Services. I'm Eric Hallaby. Stay with me. We'll be right back. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Now higher income strategy. Learn from Arab Halaby. That's me. Hey, thanks for staying with us, Arab Halaby. <laughs> I love that song. <laughs> it's a big bone of contention with my wife and I. She thinks it's silly. I think it's pretty funny, but... Uh, I love it because it's catchy. You know, give us a call. Let me know how you feel about it. Be nice to hear your opinion. 888 retire 888-997-3847. 888-997-3847. The Total Financial Hour on AM870, The Answer. I'm Eric Hallaby. We're talking about your, your family's finances during retirement. What's going to happen in the state of California? I think there's two avenues. There's a couple of shades of gray amongst both of those. But there are two general avenues that's going to take place. Number one, I think the state of California uh, will ask for and receive, if a Biden administration is certified and and inaugurated and or Kamala Harris, I think you're going to see California get another loan. And it's just like the kingdom, right? When the French king had to continue to borrow money, eventually the pressure on the nobles and on the citizens led to uh, people being overthrown and, and problems happening in the court and the citizens just being taxed to death, except in those days they couldn't leave. And even today it's difficult to leave, right? Even today you try to leave and they, they try to tax you for, for months or years later and tax you on assets that you're trying to get rid of. It's, a, it's kind of a crazy, crazy scenario. And I think that's going to be one of the more likely scenarios. People will be taxed to death, all the way through death. I think you're going to see, what are we at, 16% is the next iteration of the tax code for the state of California, 1-6. Even if you took 25%, you're still not going to pay off the debt in the state of California. And as people are leaving, the, con- the, the, the economy is, is not expanding. In fact, it's retracting. 
because now people can work from anywhere. They can come to California for a long weekend and, and go to the beach, then get on the plane and get back to Arizona or drive their car back to Las Vegas. So you could go to the beach for, for your long holiday weekends, two weeks. People go on vacation for two weeks all over the world. You can come back and rent a condo right on the water if that's what you want to do, and then go back home, meaning you are not taxed in California for your income and your real estate. Because that's the one thing you cannot take out of the state of California. You could take jobs, ask Toyota, ask Allstate Insurance, Nestle, and about 9,000 other companies have left the state of California. Somewhere in the neighborhood of around 2,100 people per day, on average, per day, have left the state of California this year. Last year it was about 1,900. The year before it was about 1,700. People per day leave the state of California. So what they take is their unearned income, which is the exact reason Florida is doing so well, because unearned income is money that does not take a job. If I work at a restaurant or if I'm an engineer or an architect, I have a job. I take a job. I earn money. I pay payroll tax on it to the federal government, payroll tax to the state government, I pay for FUDA, SUDA, which is different types of unemployment and uh, disability. And at the end, it's around 15.3% that I pay as a self-employed person, half for me as an individual, half to the employer, and the state receives it, in addition to income tax. But when you have unearned income, like pension, social security, rental property, withdrawing from your annuities, withdrawing from your 401ks or your IRAs, when you're pulling that money out, when you're doing that, there's none of that tax. So the state of Florida says, hey, come to us. We're not going to tax any of that. And of course, those are people that don't take a job, but spend money, which means they provide lots of jobs. So the state of California is eliminating, it's pushing out those people and sending them to other states, meaning the only way you can stay in California and financially survive is if you are taking a job and at the same time you are spending money. Taking a job and spending money. The state of Florida, Texas, Nevada, Washington, Tennessee, Wyoming, Alaska. What do they do? They said, no, 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 just come in. Hey, retirees, come here. No income tax. And then, of course, what happens on the other side is people say, well, this is a pretty good place to live, so I'm going to go there. Why do you think Allstate Insurance moved to Arizona? Why do you think Texas received Frito-Lay and Pepsi and Toyota? Why do you think Virginia received and, and paid for to have Nestle come? Because a lot of these organizations say, we now can have overnight shipping with FedEx and UPS. And I don't know if DHL is still around. We can send something anywhere. You have packages? I can send it. Put it today, get it tomorrow. I can email you. I can have you DocuSign, which is signing things, legal documents, buying or selling a property without ever showing up. I can fax things to you. I can email. I can have you electronically sign that is secure and safe anything about anything. And you could be, I don't know, maybe eventually on Mars. So suddenly the state of California has weather. Now, granted, that's a big thing, but you could buy that. You could come and go. And look at the state politicians. Do a little bit of research. See where Gavin Newsom has his vacation home, where he's probably going to retire when his political career is over. See how he funnels a lot of his unearned income through other states. Heck, he has two, what does he have? Two estates, estates, like a house and a, a big piece of property, two of them here in the state of California. And guess what? He doesn't pay property tax on it. What? 
How does he not have to pay property tax? Well, he just doesn't pay it. What are you going to do? Go after the governor? What is this, a democracy? <laughs> you should know better. How can the governor not pay his property tax? How can he go out to eat at a restaurant when you cannot go and have Thanksgiving dinner in your own home? Have you guys not gotten the, the, the picture yet? Are, are you there with pitchforks and, and torches yet? Metaphorically speaking, storming the castle? Is anybody paying attention? A lot of you deserve to be subjugated because you're not doing anything about, oh, I have a bum knee. I got it, but you have a mouth. You can you can yell from the mountaintops. You can protest. You can tell them to go pound sand. Because if retirement is going to be something fun for you, I want you to enjoy life. And listen, maybe, maybe the hobby that you pick up is trying to save America as, as I don't know, dramatic as it might sound. Let's say your skill is writing. You're an English teacher. Maybe you are an architect. For the salvation of this country, maybe you t- turn those skills into being an eloquent writer. Maybe you're somebody who, who designs or speaks or teaches other people so they don't have to be uh, victims or wards of the state. Maybe you could be a mentor, teaching others how to be self-reliant. Maybe you need to take classes and sit in the community college classroom or the vocational school and be the one that, that chimes in and says, wait a second, what you're speaking about this, you know, white people bad, black people good, that, that's uh, Louis Farrakhan. You, you uh, ma'am, excuse me, teacher, professor, you and the KKK now have something in common because you both think races should be separate. Maybe you're that person who doesn't have to worry about getting into grad school because you've been there, done that. And you can sit in a class and bring logical arguments, the other side of the conversation, instead of the intimidation and threats that teachers often hold over young people, their grades, their inability to promote into the next school or or law school or dental school, whatever it is that they want to do. Maybe you have a skill set of reason. Maybe you're somebody who can sit and walk and talk and, and have the confidence that young people are looking for. So consider that. You know, what I've really enjoyed is watching our clients mature and morph. So for nearly 25 years in the financial industry, we've taken this opportunity to walk them through. And look, at the beginning, I was that financial guy that that did everything right, stocks, bonds, REITs, uh, ticks, fleas. We uh <laughs> we did all of these uh ETFs and mutual funds, and we're going to get in there. And and we had a firm that did all of this. And then I started noticing this. You see, in two thousand, I'd been in practice now for about four years at that time. And when two thousand came along, all of a sudden I saw we were getting paid and our clients were losing money. And uh, nobody said that that was a bad thing. I had to kind of figure it out on my own. I thought, okay, wait a second. The market drops this quarter or this month or this year. Why is it that I deserve to be paid? What are we doing? And I would ask our super, my supervisors, right? I was in my 20s. I'd ask my supervisors, hey, guys, you guys are smart. You guys are old. You're like 35 or 40. What, what is it that, what am I missing here? Well, you know, Eric, we are managing the portfolio of the allocations and we're kind of distributing and by the supervision of the, and I'm like, wow, those are big words. So like every good employee, you nod, you smile, 
You, you all furrow the brow. Don't forget to furrow the brow and, and give the angle tilt on the head. Ah, oh, mm, got it. And then when we walk away, you said, okay, I'm not sure what he just said. So I walked back and I said, okay, so let me get this straight. I, I get all of that, big words. I get it. You're smarter than me. Okay. But so we made money. The clients lost money. So if my job is to make them money, why did I get paid when we lost them money? And so let me tell you, I was a bit of a rebel. And so that was for four years in the industry. And then we changed. And then I left that company, created my own company. That's why Total Financial Solutions and TFS Financial Insurance Services exists. Because in that process, we noticed that you can't be great at everything. Anybody who tells you, well, you know, I'm a, I'm a generalist. Or Did, do you notice that when somebody uh, is licensed to sell uh, stocks, they're only going to offer stocks and insurance is only insurance and annuities only annuities? Yeah, right. I get it. But how about this? Do you know that, uh, what if I replace that same conversation? Uh, you know, when you go to somebody that repairs tires, the only thing they're going to do is repair your tires. And when you go to somebody that does a transmission, the only thing they're going to be good at is repairing your transmission. And I would look at it with the double finger pointed at him and go, that's exactly right. I want the expert. If I'm fixing my brakes and I'm getting up to go over the grapevine, I don't want somebody who did my windshield wipers yesterday. And also, by the way, while you're at it, fix the water, you know, give me water in my radiator. No, no, no. I, I want the guy who does the brakes, not just brakes. I want the person that fixes the brakes on my make and model, if possible, every single week, all the time, can do it with his or her eye closed. I want that. It's way too important to have your financial life given to somebody who can do, quote, everything, because then they're not good at anything. I'm going to tell you, you want to try to double or triple your money in the next five or 10 years, I'm not the guy for you. It's not what I'm good at. It's not what I do. I can't promise you that. I won't do it. But if you want to protect your gains, if you want to never go backwards, if you want to go up when the market goes up, and when it goes down, you don't lose a penny. If you want to get some or all of the gains when the market goes forward, real, realistically, folks, you're going to average with me over time, maybe 3 to 6%. Some years you might get zero, some 10, some 12, some 4, some 3. In other words, over time, if you have pluses and minus, probably between 3 and 6. Don't think you're going to hit home runs with me. Maybe other people are going to be better. And when you're working, when you're food, shelter, clothing, when, when you are creating income. That's different than retirement, isn't it? Because your retirement accounts can go up and down. And we want them to go up and down because you're buying. So when things are down, great. I'm buying more because it's less expensive. Because my income, my food, shelter, clothing, that's coming from my job. I am protected. I am safe. I'm guaranteed as much as you can be with your job. Your paycheck is about the same. When it comes closer to retirement or when you are in retirement, you cannot go backwards and work overtime. There is no such thing as overtime working in retirement. It's not like, I'm going to work overtime for Social Security this week. They said if I, if I uh, do six more rocking chair moves or knit six more times, I'll get, what? Of course not. What do you have to do? Well, you have to make sure that you are not going backwards. You have to make sure you don't lose. Your family's protection 
your safety of never running out of money is very important. Because if you go backwards, you can't make it up. It's gone forever. And you guys have to figure out how you never lose. You guys have to figure out how you protect your money. Well, that's what our job is. I love it. Listen, people come to us. We have, I don't know, a couple hundred, maybe three, four hundred of, of AM870 listeners as clients. Dennis Prager, Larry Elder. And I'll tell you what, I'm going to tell you, this is just a secret between you and I. I'm not sure if Dennis listens to this hour of the show. But to have a conversation with Dennis, to have him vet us and background check or whatever he had to do to feel comfortable, it took a few months. But then after and around in the, in the middle of all that, when I met Sue Prager, this is about four years ago. Remember, she's an attorney. And she's very cautious, rightfully so, and very protective, rightfully so, of Dennis Prager's reputation. And so it was... It was interesting to me to watch how how much uh, she and her team, if you will, she had a couple of folks there, had conversations with us to make sure we were right before Dennis attached his name to us. So I share that with you because I want you to know that in our industry, I always want you to work with somebody that's an expert. I don't want you to work with somebody who does everything all the time, the same thing, every minute of all the... And oh, by the way, on Tuesday, I can help you out with something completely different, right? If you want to take risks, if you want the money to be in the market, and I want to buy stocks, bonds, and and uh, what is that, penny stocks, and get in there, fantastic, you go do that. But it's not going to be the money you need to live on. It isn't going to be the money that you want to pass on to your spouse if you pass away. That's Those are different kind of dollars. Peace of mind when it comes to some of the activities that you do? What if you just had a a guaranteed source of income coming in? And then every couple of years it went up, right? We had a cost of living, so to speak, cost of living increase kind of built into that. So no matter what happens with expenses or property taxes, or no matter what happens when it comes to something like your, uh, I don't know, the changes, Right? Because do you think you're going to ever get another pay raise from Social Security, especially under a Harris administration? Because let's face it, you know, weekend at Biden's, guy doesn't know what day it is. <laughs> I'll tell you something funny. I was with somebody the other day, and they kind of know they're they're in this political world a little bit. And some of his friends work for the Bidens. And he said, you know, I'll, I'll bet you, if you walk up to Joe Biden and you say, you won, you won Senator of Delaware, you are the senator, you won. He would say, yay. In fact, they said that Joe Biden actually thought on election night that he won senator. And it took him a minute to think that, wait, what is this again? And the problem in the story is that Jill Biden, listen, I don't know her. So I'm going to tell you how I feel about this. You all have somebody in your life who's supposed to kind of watch out for you. They're to keep you from doing something wrong. They're to, hey, 
right? My wife of 30 years, nearly 30 years, her job is to make sure, hey, Eric, you got parsley in your teeth. Hey, your, your shirt tail is untucked, right? Your, your zipper, you know, you came out of the restroom, your, your pant leg is tucked into your socks. Whatever it is, you kind of keep an eye on each other. You, you follow me? You have somebody in your life you trust. It's not a personal thing. It's just, I want the best for you. I don't want you to look embarrassed or be silly. So of how many years Joe and Jill have been married, shouldn't she have kept an eye on him and said, listen, buddy, uh, I know you better than anybody. This isn't what you should be doing. You're making a fool out of yourself. Instead, for power, she thought it was okay to make him look silly, look like a fool. And in my story, that is... That's, un- that's unforgivable because I count on the people in my life to keep me from looking silly or, or making a mistake or saying something I shouldn't or, hey, Eric, did you know? No, I didn't. Oh, my gosh. Thank you for telling me. Let me fix that. And the job is to keep, keep an eye on each other, right? And, and she didn't do that. She's not going to do that. And it's all for power. It's all for position. So I'm I'm... That's that's who I'm upset about when it comes to the story is, you know, you count on the people in your life to take care of you. And that's not happening. All right. Here's a, here's another one. I've got this as an amazing change of skill. Are you ready for this? The amount of people learning second languages during this whole covid lockdown has increased a ma- over 100 percent. In other words, the, the Rosetta Stones and the uh, the different language learning programs on the Internet both live and and in the video world, learning a second language, especially if you have a little bit of familiarity with it, right? Maybe you're first or second generation Greek and you always heard the Greek language, you loved it, but you didn't really understand it because you learned English. But now you're retired and you have a little bit of an affinity, maybe a tiny, you know, what we call an ear for the language, like me with Arabic, right? I've heard it my whole life. But my mom is American, so I don't always get the, I didn't get it at home. But I have a bit of an ear for it. I can, I can pick up words, maybe in some sentences, know, what's, know what the gist is of, of some conversations. You might have that. Whatever that language is, this could be a great opportunity for you to learn it. And what's even more fun is learning how to read it. So I think those are some incredible things. And Nothing makes us feel young and uh, valuable as being there for a younger child, teaching a younger child, babysitting, being daycare. doesn't have to be every day for sure, three hours a day every other week, whatever it might be, where you're spending more time with your grandchildren or other children and you're giving them a, a life lesson, the manners, the patience. The things that maybe parents don't get to have. Uh, how many of you have grandchildren and wish that you would have had them first, right? <laughs> you hear that all the time. They said, oh, man. And I think what happens when, when I watch my parents with my kids, I'm like, where, where were those people when I was growing up? Because as a parent, you have a different responsibility. Very valuable, very important. But isn't, isn't it a bit more freeing when you're a grandparent?
then you get to have that experience. So I want you to teach them. Teach them about your career. If you were a nurse or a teacher or an architect or firefighter, teach them about your career from your point of view. Not from what's on the media or in the newspaper or whatever filter or scan or censorship is coming from the school books that's coming from the media and the internet. There's no question you have to to bust up the top four uh, internet-type companies, right? The tech companies. It has to end. There's no question about it. There's no time for these people. Okay, what's the difference between retiring in the north or the south, right, or the east or the west? Here's three tips that I want you to write down I think you need to focus on. Number one, wherever you go, be close to an airport. I don't mean you know, at next door, but 30 minutes, 30 minutes away, and it can be a secondary airport, like a John Wayne or a Burbank, Ontario. does not have to be a Los Angeles, LAX, right? I, I prefer you not, in fact, because it generally doesn't attract. So like Dallas versus Love Field, I like Love Field. Phoenix is a nice airport. You can be anywhere in the world, but a Tucson, if you, if you live there, is a little bit better. So you and your family have a great opportunity to enjoy life. Second, I want you to be in a place where you can afford two houses, right? Maybe one for the winter, one for the summer. It doesn't have to be massive estates. It can be condominiums. But a place where you can travel, keeps your mind fresh, you don't get, get dull. And the third, make sure you have reliable retirement income so that no matter where you are, You always have access to money. No matter where you are, in the first of the month, the 10th, the 15th, whatever it is, deposit is coming in from somewhere else into your bank account. And it's predictable. And that's what we do. 888-99-RETIRE, 888-997-3847. 888-99-RETIRE. That's who who we are. That's how you get a hold of us all week long. I'm Eric Halaby. Thanks for being with me on the Total Financial Hour. This is your place for news, talk, and information. This is AM870, The Answer, 888-99-RETIRE. be great to talk with you. Have a wonderful week. I'm Arif Halaby. Learn from Arif Halaby. Learn about financial power.